With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everybody. I am Lucia Matuonto, and welcome to the Relatable Voice podcast, a talk show where my guests and I talk about relatable everyday situations, books, and the environment we live in. Remember to subscribe and follow the podcast on social media so you can be notified when a new episode is available. Let's begin. Hello, listeners. Welcome back to another episode of the RV. Today, we are on the road to Manchester, United Kingdom, to speak with Lord Michael Ross. Michael is an author, model, actor, business owner, and writer. His latest book is entitled My Fairy Garden. So, Michael, welcome to The Relatable Voice. And it's a pleasure to meet you. And uh, I'm so happy to be here. Yes, I'm super happy also to have you here, Michael. And this is my first time meeting a lord. How did mm. you become a lord? Well, I, um, I, I came across some land that was being sold in the south of uh, England. And... Um, it's not a lot of land. It's only a little smallish plot of land. And I decided to buy it. But what I didn't realize at the time, that if anybody knows about English history, we had one of the kings from the past was, uh, well, he he uh, he was called Henry VIII. And Henry VIII um, had a very famous general. And he bequeathed or gave this general this piece of land. Now, this land, by law, is called manorial land, and it comes with a title, which is Lord. And so when I bought it, uh, officially and legally, I then became a Lord. Uh, so my full title is the, the Honourable Michael Ross, Lord Ross of Tattingstone, and that's the name of the estate. So, um, but I don't use it much. I don't, I don't tend to like to, uh, I, I'm just Michael, you know, and that's what I prefer. Okay, Michael. So you don't have to curtsy. Don't have to curtsy for me. You'll be fine. <laughs> okay, okay, thank you. <laughs> and Michael, how did you first get into writing? Well, it's an interesting story, really. I went to see a clairvoyant. Um, and it must be now nearly 10 years ago. And I went to see the clairvoyant and she kept telling me, you have to write. And I said, I can write. She says, no, no, you've got to write things like in books or magazines or, or screenwriting, but it's all here. And you, you better listen to me. She was very firm. She said, you better listen to me and start writing. So, so I listened to her and you know, uh, I think I'm probably a typical man when a lady tells me sometimes it goes in one ear and then comes out this ear. 
But for once, I decided to listen. Uh, and so I started writing books and, and I haven't stopped. I've written now 27 books in all sorts of genres from ch small children right the way through to adult uh, horror stories. So um, that's what I did. I just started writing and thoroughly enjoyed it. Wow, that's so impressive. Someone tells you I to know. start writing and then it always started. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, you don't, you know, I mean, I came into it when I knew nothing. Uh, and in those days, when I decided to write the first book, I thought I'm going to have to get a publisher. How else will I get my book done? And then somebody said, well, there's Amazon KDP and you can write your book then Amazon will put it on Amazon Marketplace and it won't cost you a penny. I thought, oh, or a dime or whatever you want to call it. So I said, okay, I'll try it. And that's how easy it was. Um, one little interesting thing is that I'm, I'm, I'm not a normal author. In other words, I'm described as a pantser. And a pantser is someone who writes by the seat of their pants. So... In my studio, in front of me, for example, I have a map about the books I'm writing at the moment. And each little item on this map will be a story. So I will look at that story, I'll sit down, and I will just type. The characters will come out, the plot will come out, the chapters will come out, without really sitting down beforehand and writing everything there. And um, at first, when I started doing this, I wondered if my writing was any good at all, you know. But then I started getting very good reviews and I had some bestsellers. So and then I discovered there's other people like me, too, more pantsers. So uh -huh. that's where I am now. Yeah, I love this idea of sitting and start writing about something, looking at the map and just start imagining things without yeah. planning beforehand and i am no. also a pencil ah well there you are then you see and uh, we're very very creative people so i'm told uh and uh, that's the magic is uh plus i've got the mind of a six-year-old boy i have to warn you now so um the idea of imagination with characters and world building It comes quite naturally for me. I, I, I just can sit down and my mind will wander off. Um, I have a sign on my back door and the sign says, Michael has gone away with the fairies, but don't worry, they will bring him back. And I think that's what it is for me. I'm, I'm, a, I'm away with the fairies and my mind is everywhere and I'll write it down. So... I started writing all sorts of books, you know. I mean, I started with children's books with little messages in them to help children. Uh, and then I wanted to write a classic series. And so I came up with an epic fantasy called The One Chronicles. And, I mean, each book is 500 pages long. Um, and, again, I wrote that as a pantser. Um, and I've got maps in there. I've got creatures that have been drawn for me that are in there um and even a glossary so it's a complete work uh and um it's this one chronicles that i'm really happy that i met an american gentleman uh 
who's a screenwriter, award-winning screenwriter, and we're about to have it made into a major TV series. So that's that's something I always wanted to do, is either have a film or a TV series, but you know what? It all boils down to who you know. And this friend of mine in America knows the right people who have read it, the screenwriter-written part of uh, the one chronicles and now we're just negotiating with the right person to start to put together the beginnings of production for a series that sounds absolutely amazing really it's amazing and michael you started out as an actor and model yeah now Let me tell you something about being a mother. Acting is okay. I've always been an actor. Even when I was four, my mother said, he's the actor here. Um, I was very dramatic with everything I wanted. Uh, Modeling, I don't think, I'm not a beautiful model. I'm what they call a character model. So if they wanted somebody to show a frightening face or to, you know, some sort of a character, those that's the sort of work I did but I I travel around the world with it I mean I've had an amazing time uh, traveling around uh, modeling for all sorts of things you know and um, and I don't mind um, putting different clothes on and uh, coming up with different characters Uh, it all works really well Mm-hmm. And I see that you appeared in the 2009 blockbuster Sherlock Holmes, but you yeah. have switched your focus to your family. So, Michael, can you tell us more about that? Yeah, I, I mean, I started off uh, in, I've, I've done 17 years of theatre in the UK, um, and then I got into doing television so most of the soaps that we have over here I've been I've been in them um not permanently just just small roles uh I was advised to do that because if you if you sign up for a a long time in them you tend to get typecast so it's better to do a small bit and then you can come out and do something else and so I did that with the TV. There were two, three day political thrillers I was involved in. And then I had the opportunity to be in a film. And I really enjoyed the film. I liked the format of it uh, and the feeling of it all happening. So I then started, like I say, getting into feature films. And um, um, one of the last ones I was involved in was the sh- the modern Sherlock Holmes with uh, Robert Downey Jr. And um, it, there was a funny incident with that one. They'd actually been doing some filming in Manchester. We have this massive town hall. It's beautiful, beautiful piece of architecture. And we'd done a day's filming and I came out with a friend of mine and all the paparazzi were there. And as we walked onto the steps, they all stood up and had the cameras ready to take our photographs. I looked at my friend. I said, I think we've made it. We must be. The-. And then Robert Downey Jr. was just behind me. And he put his chin on my shoulder and he said, hey, guys, I think they're for me. So then he got he got in his limousine and we got on our bicycles 
and we went our separate way. <laughs> oh, this is but I love I love firms. The 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 format is is super, and this is why when I wrote the one chronicles, um, initially I wanted it as a firm, but I think as a series, we can really um, sort of stretch it out and make it quite exciting. I've written um, forty seven episodes already, so that's always something that producers want to know. Not have you just got a pilot episode, which is great. But can you sustain it? And so, yeah, uh, I mean, we've ticked all the boxes, really. So we're just waiting uh, and negotiating at the moment. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all Fight lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Up forty-two episodes. I don't know how can you have so many ideas to put on a paper. I, I, you know, I don't know myself. I sit down and I wonder sometimes, uh, and I can look. Uh, I'm in the front part of my studio now, and I, I've got all my books in front of me, and there's loads. I mean, and I have, you know, uh, I can actually read a book that I'd written maybe five, six, seven years ago and enjoy reading it. I mean, and think, wow, did I write, write that? It's just, uh, it's amazing, really. And um, and so, yeah, I, um, I thoroughly enjoy it. And I write mainly, I love writing books for children. And, you know, at the very start of lockdown two years ago, where we were anyway, I wanted to do something for children so that in 10 years' time, if you ask a child who's now grown up, how was lockdown for you? Maybe they'll say there was something good there. And, um, and so I built a very, very large fairy garden in the front of my house. And by now, lots of people come and children to see it. Uh, and I'm known locally as the fairy man. <laughs> so that's something which is quite nice. And um, I invited local children to draw a fairy and send it to me. And in 24 hours, I had 72 fairies. And I put it into a book. And I also composed some one-page fairy stories for children. And it's called My Fairy Garden. And it went down really well. And, you know, to get, for example, a six-year-old girl who's drawn a fairy and named it, when I was at my book signing and I showed this little girl, her fairy, the look on her face is just amazing because she's achieved something that a lot of adults can't do. And um, 
So I went on. I've written four now. Uh, the fourth book, I've had fairies flying to me from Tasmania, Russia, even Ukraine. I've had them from all around the world, Dubai, Australia, America, all, all, all over the place. And I've never advertised once. Children all around the world love fairies. So or variations of fairies. Mm -hmm. um, and they all have, I get them to name their fairies. So it could be sparkly rainbow or whatever. Uh, and, um, and I write little fairy stories to go with it, which tell a story. Each one tells a story and it has a moral with it. Maybe to think about being nice to people or, you know, to help or to do an act of random kindness. So they've all got little stories in within the fairy story itself. That's so beautiful. It's like you're building a community for kids. Yeah. And yeah. why do you like writing for children? It's, it's the innocence of children. I mean, I've been into classes uh, for very young children, say five and four, five and six, and they look at you with an innocence in their eyes. They're there to just learn, and they're like sponges. They want to soak up anything you can tell them. It's just, uh, I like that innocence about children and the fact that we can help them a lot. Um, I'm involved in a project in Dubai called The Right to read and this is uh, a project that helps children to appreciate books and to uh, enjoy reading and I think that's important that we get that into children because in 20 years time if we don't do that there will be no book readers left so um, I like to sort of try to bring that across to children I did go to a book festival and I had my books there and I had a little boy come to me. He was obviously brought up on um, iBooks, you know, just little ones, little Kindle books. And he picked up one of my books and he says, how long does the battery last? I said, it doesn't have batteries. No, it, 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 it lasts as long as you like. Can I take it anywhere? Yeah, you can take it anywhere you like. And it will last as long as you do, if not longer. And he couldn't he couldn't get his head around this, that you could have a book, you could carry, we didn't need a battery, and you could read it. And so it's just, it's educating children, really. Yeah. And I enjoy doing it. And books, I, I, I need the smell of yeah. the book. Yeah, and it's the feel, it's the tactile feel of a book, too. Um, and I think it's it, it, if there's one thing in my house I can't throw out, it's books. Me too. You know, I've got a sort of a library, but anything else, I'm very ruthless. That can go, that can go. But books, oh, I'm not sure about this. I'll have to think about it. I feel like the same. <laughs> <laughs> and Michael, you've published 27 books, and the one chronicles series in particular has been yeah. of course as you were saying picked by a screenwriter so can you tell us just a little bit without giving up too much what is this series about 
Yeah. Well, um, it all focuses around our beautiful planet. And, you know, I think a lot of people are very aware that, that a lot of humans, the majority of humans, you know, um, they don't treat the planet very well. And yet they call this planet their home. So why do you not treat it well? If we live here, this is where we would miss it if it wasn't here. And so I have this idea set in another 80 years time where the planet Earth is, is really deteriorating. It's really looking very sorry for itself. And I then introduce elves who want to help the humans put their planet back again but they come with a little secret agenda and that is that the elves themselves are aiming towards extinction there's something missing from their dna and elves and humans have similarities with the dna so they want a bit of our dna so they can survive so in return they want to help us keep the planet going but of course with all good stories there's a love interest as well. And if you think of something like Romeo and Juliet or West Side Story, you know, where you get these opposites. And so I've got a human general um, and I've also got an elf called Alana and they fall madly in love, but the humans and the elves don't want them to. They want to try to keep them apart. But, you know, when love is that strong it's very difficult to keep it apart so that comes into the story as well and then you know we find we're getting on with the elves and the elves are getting on with the humans uh, and then we start traveling to different galaxies or different parts of the cosmos coming across all sorts of species and creatures and uh, that also comes into the into the story but they're very very strong characters and that's really important and i think it's from my acting days that i try to get these characters as believable as possible and that's the secret for me is making it very believable now we could come up with all sorts of humans with different characters we can all write them but how do you come up with a personality and a character of an elf? And that was the challenge. And so I've managed to do it. And so the elves that are, that are in my series, they I would like to think that people, when they've read it, feel that they, they exist because they feel so real. So they have flaws. Um, they are not perfect. No, of course, they have flaws. They're not perfect. They can be happy. They can also be sad. They can also have little bits of anger. All the emotions we have, they have in a different way. But yeah, I mean, and all that comes into them trying to live the humans and the elves together in harmony. So there's lots of twists and turns and uh, to make it all very interesting. I'm looking forward to reading your book and, of course, watching the TV series. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's exciting stuff. But, of course, it doesn't happen overnight. You know, there's a lot that needs to go to happen. I've got what they call 
There's one person who knows the characters better than anybody else in my books, and that's me. Um, so I've come up with a principal cast list, which will then be passed on to a casting department. And they'll look at this and they'll say, not to choose those people, but they will know the actors and actresses. And they say, oh yeah, we know what sort of personality you're looking for. So it helps them a little bit. And that's really important. Yeah, it is. And this sounds so exciting. So Michael, where can we find more information about you, the show and your books? Well, certainly the show and the books, it's all on my website, which is www.thewand.me. And if you go on there, then it shows all the books I've written. And also it has some little video trailers of the series that's going to be coming up as well. So you'll be able to see all those on there. Uh, and a chance to, I love to hear from people. You know, and if anybody's read the book and they want to pass a comment on it or anything, then they must get in touch with me and all my contact details are on there as well. Wonderful. And Michael, is there any message that you would like to leave to our listeners today? Well, you know, uh, on a, it, and it's, it's very much in the news, this terrible situation that's happening in Ukraine. And I, all my book covers were designed by a small team of Ukrainians and they're in the north of uh, Ukraine in a place called Tiopol. I'm probably not pronouncing it properly and I feel so sorry for them. And so if there's a message anywhere, let me tell you the message by describing one of the books I write for small children. So I have two characters. One is Arnie and he's a snail, and the other is Mia, who's a red ant. And one day, Arnie says to Mia, who are our neighbors? And Mia says, well, there's Maria, there's Joe, there's Stephen, and there's Betty, but I think that's it. And he, Arnie says, no, we have a lot more. And she says, I don't understand. So they go to the back garden and there's a big rocket. And they get in the rocket and they go to the moon. And when they get to the moon, Arnie brings Mia out and he shows her planet Earth in all its beauty. And she looks at it and then she realizes, well, we all live on the same place, so we must all be neighbors. Mm. Okay. And so it's just that idea that, you know, we've all got feelings. We all want to be happy. Why can't we leave the politicians on a little island somewhere and then let the ordinary people get on and uh, enjoy life and being friends and being happy? It sounds very corny, but, you know, it, that would be the message to get across to people is be nice to people, no matter the color of their skin, what religion, have respect. That's it. Simple. Thank you, Michael, for the wise words and this is something that what you were saying about Ukraine and all this war that is mm. this is really sad and I really hope we can this can stop because oh, so do I so do I 
more at war. And you know, I, I also have Russian friends who are on the younger side, and they are all upset too. They don't want to see people being harmed and killed. And, and so mm, it'll be interesting to know where it all finishes. So, Michael, thank you so much. Thank you very much. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe so you'll be notified when the next one is posted. Please rate this podcast and share it with your friends. Thank you for listening. And remember, relationships don't exist. Relating does. Until next time. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.